You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am here for deep soul level conversations and connections about spirituality to step into a deeper understanding of what lies on the other side of the veil. As a social impact entrepreneur, founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School, high priestess, and ritualist, I am shining a light on walking the awakening path and how it weaves into our daily lives. I invite you to take a deep breath, leave what you know at the door, and step into the mysteries with me. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad that so many of you come back to the show time and time again, not only for the great conversations that my guests and I have, but also for a place to come and hear conversations that are not necessarily normal around the typical water cooler at work. And I wanted to bring today's show to you for a couple of reasons, but mainly because I've started seeing all of the posts go up about vision board parties and people wanting to help you set your goals for the upcoming year. And that is super, super important. So I'm not discounting that. I consider today's show some extra juice that you can put behind any of the processes, work, plans, or classes that you take to set your intentions for 2022. Think of this as some extra juice, some extra things that you can do to really solidify what you desire, how you're going to bring that desire or manifestation into your life, and what it's going to feel like. And this is really important. Last year, I did um, several... I'll say several presentations or add-ons to vision board parties that were happening digitally. And I came in and walked people through different journeys or meditations to help them really, really sink into what they had already created on their vision board. And funny enough, many people go through the process of revising their vision board when they have completed these steps. And I will tell you at what point it might be a good time to just revisit what you've already created. So there are going to be four steps for you to walk through. And I invite you to come back to this, maybe pause it, do step one, or maybe you write out the steps and then do it in your own time. It's unlikely that you will want to do all of this in one day, unless you have like this totally free day where you're in stillness and in silence by yourself and you have time to swirl in and out of it. I mean, I guess it's possible to do this in one day. I work quickly, (laughs) so I do this process sometimes um, in a couple of days, but I do it after many days or even weeks of contemplation. And for me personally, I am in the contemplation stage of my planning for 2022. And a part of that is because in our high priestess class, we actually cast a wheel. We cast a wheel that is going to be the guiding star for any goal, plan, happening that's coming up for our year. So it's it's a different look. I don't want to say it's a deeper process, but it is a deeper process because it's going into our subconscious and bringing it forward and casting it on our wheel, which we do on top of visioning and planning for 2022. So if you're interested in doing you know that deeper dive work into your subconscious and into your own magical fields, Check out moontempleschool.com and look and see if the High Priestess class, High Priest or High Priestess is still open because we are accepting applications for next year. So join us. We would love to have you if you're feeling called to go fully into which school. And also 
Don't forget, because I've talked about this before, the Sacred Way program on our website in Mystery School is open. You can enroll anytime. You get three live coaching sessions with me per month, and it's actually the only place that I teach live. So there is an application. You can go into moontempleschool.com, find the Sacred Way, and apply and join us anytime because the shortened version of this that I'm giving you today, which is still super powerful, I'm giving you everything that you need. We go through this one by one with each individual in the Sacred Way program to address some of the, let's say, barriers or challenges or, or areas that they have not experienced in their yearly forecasting or planning before. So join us in the Sacred Way. This is an open invitation. Okay, so... We're going to start at the very beginning of looking at the current year that we're living. And truthfully, you can write this down and put it into your, I don't don't want to say grimoire because many of you don't have a grimoire, but whatever you use to go back to, to have tools when you want to revisit something. So write this down somewhere where next year you can come back to it and know that this process is available to you. And because I am a ritualist, I'm going to give you opportunities to do ceremonies or rituals along with each one of these steps. Okay, so we're going to start with number one. We're going to do a truth ceremony, a truth ceremony for the current year. So for right now, when you're listening to this, we are going to do a truth ceremony for 2021. This is an opportunity for you to go into a full acknowledgement of your feelings on what has occurred this year. And I know that so many of us are still in this process of living a different life than we did a year and a half ago, two years ago. So our feelings from this year or what we experienced may be foreign and we may not have even really processed it yet. So this is the opportunity for you to create space to go through and examine what occurred this year. And this is important and it's hard. (laughs) I never said this was going to be easy, but I can tell you that easy for 2022 is possible doing this work. And it can be easy if you want it to be easy. It can be easy by setting yourself up for success, meaning you may want to do this by yourself and in stillness. It doesn't matter to me how many kids or partners or jobs that you have. If you dedicate the time to really do this work, this is how you set yourself up so it is easier down the road. Not because we're not going to have challenges like human 3D life challenges. We are, but we've put ourselves in a position to be able to navigate those challenges a little smoother. So this truth ceremony, this is a deep and powerful process. These are the questions that I want you to start with addressing. Now, most of what I'm going to talk about today includes writing it down, journaling it, but you may be a creative person and you may create visuals, pictures, drawings, paintings. You may just do this work while walking in nature and not need to write it down. So you do what's best for you. But I'm going to assume that you're doing this in a written way. But do you? Do what's best for you. There, There is not a formula on how you record this that is going to be the same for everyone because we're all processing information differently. So here's where I'd like you to start for your written piece. In 2021, what fears did you face? Write them all out. Write them all out. What joy did you feel? What lit up your heart? What crushed your heart? 
I got a few of those on my list this year. And where did you experience loss? And how does your body feel in this moment? So you you may do these questions one at a time. You may be taking notes now and just writing the questions down. But I invite you to like allow your body to just flow it all, all, all out over and over. And then at the end of each one of those questions, ask that question. And then how does my body feel right now? So when you're writing out the fears that you've faced, you may actually feel some excitement. You might feel pride. I faced a big fear. I did something that was really scary for me and I did it and I accomplished it and I feel really good. So note down how your body feels. And maybe when it comes to what loss did you experience, you might feel very sad and that's okay. This is the time and the place to really just acknowledge everything that you experienced this year. And if you are in a senior leadership position in your job or you are an entrepreneur, you are likely also going through this exact same process with your business goals. So I invite you to apply this, not just to your personal life, these questions, but in your business. If this is part of what you do in your business for your business or for your position within a company, ask the same questions. They all apply, personal, business. And then you may also want to do this process for your key relationships in your life, whether it's a a lover, a divine union your beloved, your lovers, (laughs) your spouse, your friends, your children, your parents, like this, these questions in this process for this year is a super important part of the process because we're just examining what have we experienced? What did we experience? The highest of the highs and where was the lowest of the lows? And how did our body feel in those moments? Because this truth ceremony is about you being truthful with yourself, not with me, (laughs) not with the people in your life. This is you being truthful with you. Because for us to step into a new year, we have to examine what's happened this year and what residue is left in our body. And we know that there's residue left in our body. I know that I am. I am definitely carrying a lot of residue of the highest of the highs of the year and the challenges of the year still in my body. I'm still processing and moving it. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example of what a fear can feel like when we express it in this way. I'm going to tell you in my personal life, something that I experienced this year that really was was profound and I'm celebrating it and I'm acknowledging that it was it was not easy. It seems easy now in reflection, <laughs> but it was not easy at the time. And that was, I learned to sing and write my own songs this year. And I remember going through this process. I was actually going through this exact same truth ceremony process last year. And when I did this truth ceremony process last year, I was in the middle of writing a book. My book hasn't been published yet. It's still in the works, but I was in the middle of writing a book. So I was facing a lot of fear. So my truth ceremony was really around um, the fear of just acknowledging how emotional a lot of those experiences were and where the imprint was in my body. And I knew even during my truth ceremony last year that I was going to be using my voice in a different way this year. So part of that process for me in setting up this year's goals was to learn to sing. And so I did. I went on this journey with the Brothers Corn. I set sail with the Brothers Corn 
for me, my visualization of that process was I sat on the back of a serpent and we took off from the dock in the ocean and we went to sail by ourselves in my experience of learning to find my voice to sing. Because if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I do a lot of speaking, not just here on this podcast. I mean, I speak on stages and on this podcast, and clearly I don't have a problem speaking and talking, but my fear of singing is real. It goes back to childhood where I have a father who is very musically inclined and and a good singer. And I've been around a lot of people that are good singers, and it's never been something that I have explored. And yet my I, I knew that I, I yearned for it. So I did it. I faced that fear. I signed up for this this journey with the Brothers Corin. And I will tell you that there was a certain point, I think it was like two or three sessions in, that we did this process of... we. It was toning. So we were using different tones and different sounds to activate certain parts of our body. So we were singing our body electric because our body itself is a a whole instrument. Our body is an instrument. That was the thing I learned the most is our body is an instrument. And so how to awaken and activate all of the parts of our body as an instrument in order to be able to sing was so powerful for me. And I remember, oh, I was with lots of people and... The first time I sang those those tunes into those parts of my body, out of nowhere, I just started to cry. Like, oh, even now, I mean, it makes me super emotional. Like, the tears just come out of my eyes, pouring like free-flowing, not, not in, in an aggressive way, but just like free-flowing, a waterfall of holy water coming out of my eyes when my body experienced singing. And it wasn't words. It was a toning. It was an experience. And... I I loved it so much. It was so awakening for me. It activated certain parts of my body that I didn't even know that I hadn't activated yet. And as you'll hear in the show, some of the other steps that came into my life, because I believe this very first activation of my voice awakened different parts of my body. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not singing out on stages right now. I'm not doing that. I'm definitely not singing on this podcast but I have, when I finished that class, I, I have developed this newfound just belief in my body as an instrument and my voice as being powerful. And so I sing for my friends. I sing with all of the priestesses during Witch Fest. I have left voicemail messages and video messages for my friends and family singing to them. And that is, if you would have told me two years ago that I was going to be singing to people, I would have thought that you were you were not in your right mind. And now I would have said, wow, you were bang on. <laughs> you you knew that was coming. And there are a few people in my life that did tell me that I was going to sing on stage. And I'm not yet ready to like mm, <laughs> feel that into my body, but I am aware that the foundational pieces were set. So for me, what fear did I face this year? I faced using my voice to make sounds that I had not before. And what my body feels at the experience of that is so much profound joy, happiness, pleasure, emotion, flow, all of that from facing this one fear. So I invite you to think about things that might even be small. You may have just explored something in your job or in your family or had a conversation that you had never had before or walked in a different area that you hadn't before or you did something different. Acknowledge that fear that you addressed and how it made your body feel. 
So in this truth ceremony, I want you to complete it, like go through the year. You may choose to do it chronologically. You may choose to do it um, energetically, like maybe the most profound changes. You may choose to focus on these questions in your relationship first, and then these questions in your business first, and then these questions on a personal side, however you wish to do that. But the truth ceremony is an important part of the process. And then here's the key. Here is the key. If you have written it or created a visual representation of it, there are two things that you can do. Number one, burn it. Burn it. Number two, give it back to the earth. You can bury it. You can, as long as you're using biodegradable paper and you don't have any stickers or you know plastic on your papers, you can give it back to the earth in water. And we're not we're not doing this because we're we're shedding it. We're doing it because we're in a, acknowledging a completion of a cycle. So we're making space for the beginning of the new. You may also wish to use the words, "Thank you for the lessons that I learned. Thank you for the experiences that I had. I release the parts that I no longer want to carry, and I keep with me the lessons that I want, or I keep with me." the desires that developed due to this. So there's the ceremony part of this, the ritual. Release it, give it back to the earth. All right, so now we're going to go to number two. So that was step number one, truth ceremony. Number two, I'm going to call this the yes, more, please ritual, which is out of the experiences for this year, identify the things that felt really fucking good. What felt really good? Did you have an improvement in your job or did you get assigned a new task or did you find a new lover and got to experience something or did you deepen into a relationship with your spouse or a friend or did you learn how to set boundaries with those friends that weren't necessarily the right friends for you and it felt good to open space and speak your truth? What felt good in 2021? So we are still weaving the threads of the year into what's coming. So what felt good? And again, this can be a written piece. This should be separate from your truth ceremony, but what felt good? What can you express gratitude for? You may you may even just desire to say that it felt good to test my legs as a spiritual being. It may be it felt good to experience the synchronicities that led me to do something really amazing. It may just be that I got to experience something magical that I've never experienced before. Wow, I want more of that. Yes, please. Because if you're listening to the show, I suspect some of that is going to be part of your yes, more, please. What ritual did you do? What book did you read? How did you feel? So this is continuing real truth. What really brought you joy? And now, Part of this process in step two is going to be, wow, like an acknowledgement, especially if you're writing this down, because this we're not going to burn. We're going to keep this. It's going to be the layers of what we're building for the next year. So you're going to keep this. And you're going to notice that a lot of what actually brought you joy had nothing to do with what your goals or your vision board looked like last year or the year before. You're going to start to recognize that we collectively as a human population, we've changed. There's been change. Like what we valued and what brought us joy is very different. In fact, I would venture to say that many of you didn't even acknowledge that this type of joy mattered to you until now. 
because everything's come under the microscope. Everything is about perspective. Our perspectives have shifted, not to mention that collectively we are moving out of this heavy, 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 dense 3D world and moving into the fourth dense density or fourth dimension, but it's actually density, the fourth density version. So we are lightening up. We're all going through profound change. I've said this on another show, but I read a study, a scientific study. Don't ask me where, because I, I haven't looked for it, but I will. If you want to know, email me. I'll see if I can find it. I read a study that said from the beginning of 2020, so 2020 until now, 40 to 50% of the population on this planet has experienced a magical or mystical happening. And I find that just so fascinating because it explains this part of the change that we're going through. The challenge most people are facing is that they don't have a community or we don't live in a culture that takes that mystical happening that was probably very profound for that person and gave them a safe place to come in and explore it so they can have more of that magic in their life. This is why I have a mystery school. This is why I do what I do. And there are lots of places to go to get teaching, support, and community. I'm definitely not the only place, but I will say at Moon Temple Mystery School, we have some of the most amazing other teachers and students and communities that are going through all of the exact same things as everyone else. So we come together and we circle and I teach and we share and we teach each other. I love I love teaching because actually it makes me a student because I get to learn from all of you. So if you are if you are one of those that have acknowledged that you've had a magical or mystical experience and you really don't know what to do other than drop a couple crystals in your bath or buy an oracle deck and do readings for myself or you know I'm going to I'm going to you know sink into more meditation those things are all great yes do them but there is so much more that's just the tip of the iceberg so join us in the sacred way moontempleschool.com go to the sacred way and apply okay so back to it number 2 we're going to be exploring what brought us the maximum amount of joy And my warning for you is don't be surprised to be shocked at what brought you joy last year. And now this is if you are truly doing the truth within yourself, if you are doing the truth within yourself, you may start finding the things that you have in your life actually aren't a fit. It could be relationships, things, homes, places. It could just be the way that your furniture is laid out. You're going to notice things that don't fit because what brought you joy isn't that now. So there will be an observation that there's been change. Now, we're evolving all the time. So right now, what you're feeling that brings you joy or what brought you joy in this year might be a little different than it did midway through the year, and that's okay. I think it's a great practice to always be acknowledging, journaling, writing, experiencing the things that bring you joy, and then how to bring more of that in your life. And what that also does is it shows you the things that you're doing that don't bring you joy. Although I don't like to focus on that piece, I like to focus on where is the joy and how can I have more of that? Naturally, following bliss and joy and pleasure will require you to let go of the things that don't bring that. That's number two. Write it down. We're still processing this year. And I will tell you one thing, another example for me in my own life is, (laughs) this is wild, But I started painting this year. I started painting in a couple of different ways. People keep asking me if I'm professionally trained. And I want to say, yes, I'm professionally trained by spirit on how to move the brush. (laughs) I usually don't say that, but that's what I think. 
and I've done a lot of painting before in my past, like following ritual or big ceremonies, but that those types of paintings that come out of your body, I mean, if you've ever done big rituals with me, if you've ever performed a headless rite with me, or you've ever done like massive rituals, what what we express after on painting is not the same type of painting I'm doing now. That's very different. But this type of painting, I started with a 22-day painting challenge um, of Green Tara. Actually, that's not true. I started earlier this year, smaller amounts of painting, like small paintings on new moons. I started doing a more regular painting cycle. And then I got introduced into Whitney Freya, go listen to her show, go buy the class, the 22-day painting challenge. It changed my life. I literally have not stopped painting since then. I started doing fluid art. I'm still working with acrylics, but I've started drawing and painting. And it's like the switch has been flipped. And so for me, my joy list from this year that I'm carrying into next year is a regular painting practice. It is a part of my meditation. It's a part of how I express my feelings. It is a part of how I am navigating my own up-leveling and growth in business specifically and in many, many ways. So carry the joy forward. Look at the examples of where there's joy. And don't be surprised to be surprised. I mean, look at me. I'm super surprised. If I, I did not have this on my my planning board for this year, but I did have, mm, I'll give you the words that I believe also was a part of this. So my the way that I, I don't do a traditional vision board, but just for example purposes, I'll say my planning board, but I don't really do it that way. But in my planning, I had the words open creative portals. And I, I really related that to how I experienced the singing journey and songwriting journey and the book that I was writing. But I also believe it opened up the portal for a painting. So that was in my 2021 visioning was to open creative portals. Little did I know the amount of painting that's coming out of me. So we're being curious at where there's joy. Okay, moving on to step three. This is an important step. Actually, three and four are moving into 2022. The first two steps are looking at where we're currently at, creating closure and acknowledgement of this current year. And now we're moving into the next year. And this is going to be about allowing your imagination to play with you. Not you to play with your imagination. I want you to let your imagination play with you. So whatever rituals, meditations, spells, all you magical beings listen to the show, whatever you do to get into that shifted consciousness state, having somewhere in front of you all of these little things about what brought you joy, maybe you can have it just in your peripheral vision, get into your shifted consciousness state and allow your imagination to play with you. You might even state those words in a ritual. I'm allowing my imagination to take over. Where can I experience more joy? How can I have more of this? And if you're doing this in your relationship, same question, same process. If you're doing this as an entrepreneur for your business, same questions, same process. If you're doing this in your career for your business, same questions, same process. Now, you may wish to go for a walk. You may wish to dance, chant, meditate, anything to get yourself into that state to allow your imagination to play with you. And I invite you to do this a couple of times a day uh, or even a couple of days in a row. This is where I feel like this, this process is good, allowing the contemplation space. And in that imagination playing with you, when it comes to your business, your financial goals, your biggest desires, your dreams, 
just know that if you can't actually see it for yourself, if you cannot allow yourself to see it, even if it feels like it's a really far stretch and reach, if you can't see it and you can't feel it, you can't bring it into your reality. It doesn't happen if you can't see it or feel it. So this is the stage where I want you to really allow yourself to imagine what's possible and allow the feelings of that possibility to flood your body. We're creating an embodied process here. And this is where I want anyone that's going to go into a vision board party or create their own vision, do this part first for days leading up to it. Even if you don't end up writing anything down, let your imagination play with you. Let it take you into wild places of what's possible and allow In my case, I'm going to suggest allow your spirit allies to open doors to visualize things that your human mind cannot. One of the most common things that I say with the students that I teach and in my one-on-one coaching sessions is, you're thinking too small. But the answer is, well, I don't know what else to think because we've capped ourselves. And so allow your spirit guides, do whatever rituals and processes you have to allow your spirit guides to come in and raise the roof off of your own limitations. Now, there are lots of other ways to do this too, so I'm not minimizing this process, but I can't get into that in this show. If you want to learn how to raise what's possible, to think bigger, come into our programs. This is what we do. We explore what's possible, and we will help you bring in your spirit allies to support it. Now, you might start creating pictures or visuals now of what's going to come. This is the stage at which I would say between like number three and number four, where some people will then go into a vision board party or create their vision. So this stage, it might even just be written on one giant sheet of paper that you decorate, whatever, whatever that is. Once you've allowed your imagination to play with you, go ahead, start, start creating, start writing, start crafting, whatever you do. Step four, Two parts to this. We are going to design the path. We are going to design the path. And I do not want you to skip this step. I don't want you to skip it. This is 100% the juice behind manifesting. And it is taking all of those visions that you've created, whether it's a a new car, a new house, a new relationship, a new job, more travel, more money, um, any of those things. Those are all tangible things. Maybe you're visioning so far as to feel more peaceful, to heal myself from trauma, to create more magical, mystical happenings, to open my channel, to connect to my spirit guides, to learn how to develop my psychic gifts. Okay. Some people are going to create tangible things because that's what they're used to. Some people are going to create these feelings. Both are valid. Do them both. Just don't skip this step. But understand there is a polarity between having a laser-focused vision on what you desire and being in a surrendered state for it to come to you in ways that you did not expect. So each of these goals, visions, feelings that you're holding, and this is step four, we're designing the path for each one of them. I want you to write them down on the piece of paper and split that piece of paper in half. And on the left-hand side, I want you to write inspired action. And on the right-hand side, I want you to write universal amazement. So if you are an entrepreneur, and I know that there are several, many entrepreneurs that listen to the show, and I am one as well, or high senior level leaders that are creating their own spreadsheets and financial goals and budget projections for next year, you can do this in the same way. 
because we have to look at this this polarity between the two of being laser focused on those goals and also being open to allow the universe to give it to you in a way that isn't within your goal. And if we only laser focus, so for example, let's just run this through an example because I have one of my um, amazing coaching clients that I work with now, one of my favorite humans. She wants a new car. She has this desire for this fancy, you know, it's, it's a little bougie car. Beautiful, wonderful. You deserve that. Why not? Of course. And so she has in her mind, okay, so I'm going to save, I'm going to save this much per month for the down payment. I'm going to have that done by like the end of February and then I'll purchase it in March and then boom, I've got what I've desired. That's the inspired action. So you would put that in your your left column. You know, you know, the tactical human ways that you could possibly make this happen. Don't ignore that part. So in the left side, inspired action. Then on the right side, in this particular case, it should be, I trust that I will know when the time is right to take a step to purchase this dream car. I am open to the universe amazing me in wild, wild ways. Because there's lots of ways that a car can come to. It's not just about saving money. She could get a promotion at work that comes with a car allowance. She could have a family member decide that they want to share a ride or travel and give them a vehicle. And these are all possible things. So I don't want us to be so laser focused that we've cut the universe off from the the way that this is possible. Be laser focused, set your goals, set your inspired action, and then directly correlate that on the right side of the column to a couple of different things. You can write lots of things. I'm open to receive amazing surprises from the universe, God, goddess, spirit, anything. So yes, focus on the goal and surrender to the way that it might come to you might be different. So if you're focusing on very specific, tangible things, then you may need to add a little juice to allow yourself to still be surrendered to be amazed by the universe. If you are focusing on feelings and developing parts of yourself and your own spiritual path, then you are likely only just allowing the universe to amaze you. But you may also, in the tangible goal, say, read three books and write out three page reports for each of those books on what I learned on that spiritual path. That might be the laser focus on helping you develop your psychic gifts. But you may also, on the right side, where you're being amazed, is to show me what I need to know. I open myself up to be shown on what I need to know. What's the next right step? I'm open to experiencing more. So designing the path in two ways. Number one, yes, being laser focused. For those of you that are like me that run businesses, you know, I have a 20-year international leadership experience in my path. So I'm always going to still create the, the business plans and the business goals. I do that still down to the dollar, down to what I need to make per week to reach my financial goals for the end of the year. I do that. I still do that every year. But I also open it up and allow the universe to amaze me to deliver that in ways that I hadn't even thought of. So there's place for both. Designing the path, honoring the polarity of being laser focused and fluid. And now part two, the feelings of these visions and goals the feelings of where these sit in your body, how you, how you interpret that feeling is super important because if you have put something on your vision that doesn't feel possible to you, but you know that you really, you really want it, but it doesn't feel like it's within reach, you might have some dissonance between your body and your vision. 
So part two is your work to go into the feeling of how that will feel. So for example, the vehicle example or the car example I gave you, she has a, this client has a very particular make, model, and color in her mind. But when we did this process of the feelings of why she wants that, the feelings weren't actually about the color or the make or the model. The feelings were about driving something new and comfortable that felt luxurious. And so we revised this to no longer have a make and model and color attached to it. That 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 vision, that goal, and we actually had a picture of it on her own vision board. We covered it and replaced it. We left it there, but we covered it and replaced it with the vision of what she desires to feel in a new car. Let the universe amaze her. The color, the make, and the model became less important. So this is the stage where a lot of people change their vision board if they're doing this work, because how you feel is more important than the actual item. If you're setting a business goal to bring in um, 175000 in revenue in your business next year, or maybe you're stretching and looking at 500000 or you're looking at, you know, you want to have a million dollar year in your business. How does your body feel in that? How does your body feel? And does it feel stressful at the thought that that means you have to deliver 12-hour days of one-on-one work with clients or that you have to take on contracts that are so big and onerous that they're going to take you away from your family? Like these fears are real. So if that sits in your body, then the resonance between that financial goal and what your body feels are are not connected, which means you're setting yourself up to not be successful. So taking away some of the um, boxes we put around how we reach those places and addressing our body's feelings. Now, if you still want to hit that million dollar goal in a year and your body feels like, ooh, this is this is fearful. Like I'm going to sacrifice time with my family. I'm not necessarily going to be able to travel as much as I want. Um, I'm, I want this. I know I want this, but I, I can't bring it into alignment with how I feel. That's a process called fear inventory, like going through the fear inventory and realizing that we have the ability to make things easy if we want. That's a whole nother process. I can't cover that today. Again, <laughs> I'll say it, come into the sacred way. We do a lot of fear inventory. Because it is possible, right? Human Humans made time. We made the clocks. We made time, right? Time is, we can control time. We also can make things easy. We get to choose if they're easy or hard. We get to choose boundaries. We get to choose how we package things in our lives to be happy or not. So fear inventory is something that we cover in the sacred way. So I'll go into that with you. But if that is if that feeling is not aligned with what's on your vision, I invite you to change your vision to align what does feel right. Come up with the number, the plan, the goal, the feeling that does feel right for now. And then come into the sacred way and we will address that and help you get to that feeling place. All right. I invite you to do this over a period of time. Take step one, two, three, and four on their own. Apply them to life in general. And, And I'll tell you, I typically do all of step one in all areas of my life. Sort of in the same, um, sometimes not always on the same paper, but I I do it all at once because I'm evaluating the year. And then step two, I'm pulling through the threads of joy, which yes, some are business related, some are family related, some are nature related, some are um, physical related in terms of how I feel about, you know, as a weightlifter, how I feel about my fitness goals, all of that. I do step one and then I do step two and then step three and then step four. And I do part two of step four at the very end. And I usually do that sometime after I've cast my wheel. So I mentioned at the beginning that in the high priestess class and within my communities, we cast wheels. So I sit with step four as I'm casting my wheel. I do that work first. I cast my wheel and I know, which is 
always true that the moment I cast my wheel, it is in motion. I've cast my wheel a little early before, a couple of years ago. I I cast it like first week of December and whoosh, entire December changed because it was really meant for like the start of the new year. And so I intuitively allow myself to cast the wheel, finalize my, my visioning the way that I create that, my part two. I do that all at once somewhere in the month of December and my year is in motion. And to add one more little bonus tip on there, I review this and do it quarterly in the year. And it's amazing because so many things that I have completed or already experienced that I wanted to experience that year have already happened. And so I go deeper and bigger. I raise the ceiling because we're always limiting ourselves. I raise the ceiling. I review it quarterly. Now, I don't do this whole process quarterly. I just go into the visioning part of allowing my imagination to play with me. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and I would love to hear from you on how this process works. And if you create any visual representation and you're comfortable to share it, please share it on social media and tag me. It's at Taverly or at Moon Temple School. And I would love to send you a very, very, very special book. I have books from some of my most gifted friends that are coming in, especially, especially Dr. Yahia. I will get you some signed copies if you would like to tag me in any of your vision planning. So thank you for listening. And if you loved the show, please share it in your Facebook groups that you're a part of within your families and communities. That's the way of spreading love is sharing. So thank you. And we will be back. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there.